1: Right, hello, hello. We have a treat today, treat today for our uh, listeners and our viewers on uh, the Future of Influence podcast. I have with me a very uh, special guest that's just doing amazing things. You might have seen him from all of the uh, media hype that he does everywhere, all the time. He does it consistently. And uh, my guest today is Chris Carr. So, Chris, please introduce yourself. Tell us a little bit about yourself.
2: Yeah. Hey. Thanks for having me. This is awesome. This is awesome. yeah, uh, my name is Chris Carr. I started a digital marketing agency in 2001 called Farotech. Um, and uh, this year we celebrated um, 20 years. Uh, we uh, helped some really large brands throughout the United States, well, small, small, medium, and large, but mostly medium and large size companies, develop digital strategies. And some of these digital strategies are really, really sophisticated In a way where we help clients generate leads, nurture leads in the clients, and then convert those clients into raving fans of your brand and your mission and your values. Um, And so that's kind of the elevator pitch about who we are. But I think the quick version is, is is that we just solve problems in your marketing that uh, are very hard to, you know, we are kind of like the Navy SEALs of marketing.
1: I like that. Navy SEALs of marketing. But, you know, so many people are, are doing uh, what you do nowadays, like that whole uh, market and industry, I see just yep. a ton of people going towards oh, yeah. that, especially a lot of younger people that are attracted to the internet and that digital space. Um, what do you see that really bugs you in the industry? I'm sure you have uh, quite oh. a few things.
2: Oh, my gosh. Yeah. Well, the number one thing here is, let's just say hypothetically, Raj, January 1st, and you go to your primary care physician, and he says, you know what, Raj? Wanna thank thank you for taking the time to, to join me today. And I think you'd be a perfect candidate for heart surgery. <laughs> you're like, what? What are you talking about? It's like you're gonna take any tests? You can take my blood, you're gonna do I was like, Nope. Yeah. You'd be a good candidate for heart surgery. I'm like, that's a pretty big life decision, right?
1: Yeah.
2: Well, this happens all the time in my space. What I mean by that is is that the client comes to a marketing company and they say, Mr. Marketing Company, I've got a problem. I don't have enough sales and I don't have enough leads and I don't have enough of this. And I don't know, it's just a problem. And the marketing company is like, oh, that's, you know what? That's really, that's a shame. And so I'm going to look in my piece of software that almost all of us have, and I'm going to agree with you. And then I'm going to take two hours of time doing minor research to write you a proposal for $100,000 or more. And then you're going to choose yeah. marketing company A versus marketing company B based upon whether you like the sales guy or not.
1: It happens it's kind of like all. doing a prescription <laughs> without diagnosis is malpractice to go to account, <laughs> yeah, exactly. Right? But in marketing, it's it's yeah. So we don't do that. I don't even
2: give you a, a, a proposal. I, I we do this thing. It's called a, It's called a gap assessment. You see that book? It takes us ten weeks to build that thing. That is a our gap new- assessment is a. It takes essentially what it is. It's a three to five-year roadmap to 5X or 10X your business. We're going to look at all your goals, your opportunities. We're going to look at your industry. I'm going to look at tons and tons of data to try to help you figure out how to get to your goal. We're going to figure out what your reasonable goals are based upon search, based upon paid, based upon social media. You name it. And then we work backwards to figure out how long it's going to take and what your investment should be to get there. Because... Mm. Everyone is willing to just slap a price on. It's like, oh, by the way, we charge $7,000 a month. Boom. Oh, well, the guy down the street charges $6,500 a month. Well, then go with him. You know, I'm like, it's just like, it's just, it happens all the time. You know?
1: Yes. Mm -hmm. So you're not looking for um, just for what their budget is necessarily. You're dictating to them based on what their goals are, reverse engineering it through your assessment tool, what it should be to get the results they want. Yeah. Yeah.
2: I mean, I, it's a math game, but if we work backwards, I can tell you what you need to do to get there. You know what I mean? And it's not the same for every, every person. If you've got a website that's got high domain authority or basically Google trusts it, your journey is going to be a whole lot faster than someone who has a startup. and literally launched their website yesterday.
1: You know, Well, i so you mention that as far as, you know, a startup or not, yeah. what are your ideal clients? Like what, what, you know, range are they in?
2: Yeah. Yeah. I mean, just financial range, it, it, it runs the gamut, you know, the large company
1: range size, you know, whatever. uh, Oh yeah, sure. Yep. Usually
2: companies that are between uh, five and 30 million. Um, That's, that's our, that's our sweet spot. Uh, We have a very good knack for companies who have clients that have to research multiple different companies or multiple different things about your product before they buy. So if it's a transactional business, I'm going to struggle. Like in other words, you're buying shoes or you're buying whatever, plumbing services, right? But if you're buying any other thing, what we do is we write content and do some fun stuff with ads and social media to get people to your website in droves. But then we put a cookie on their computer and I track every engagement that they do. I lead score them based upon everything that they do. And then essentially what happens here is I'm able to tell you, say you have a thousand leads, I'm going to tell you 300 of them are in the awareness stage, you know, 400 of them are in the consideration stage and, you know, the remainder are in the decision level stage. So you have to gear up accordingly based upon, you know, what we believe that your forecast is going to be based upon what we're seeing, you know, about, you know, opportunities in the hopper. And I can give you all that lead intelligence at any time about any client.
1: I like it. I like it. I'm a, I'm a technical guy by nature. So I like when I see KPIs and numbers and data to prove something versus just guessing, you know? So it's good to do that.
2: Yeah. That's exactly how we say it. We, 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 we do, um, you make data driven decisions not based upon hunches.
1: (laughs) Yes. You don't want to gamble with that. Right.
2: Yeah. But it happens all the time.
1: You know? Yeah. What, what, uh, let's see uh, as far as, um, uh, what you do on a day-to-day or your company does, but what keeps you doing this the most? What do you like most about what you do when it comes to um, the processes that you and your company uh, do for clients? Like just what, what what do you like most about that?
2: Well, I'll, I'll tell you what I like about my job. And then mm-hmm. I'll tell you what I like about what the company does. Uh, I have uh, an awesome business partner who runs the ship. In other words, he's the COO and he keeps things Afloat, but what I do, what I enjoy doing, is just kind of sitting down with a client, figuring out what their dreams are, and then kind of giving them the straight dope on how to get there. I enjoy that very much. I like thinking outside the box and and dreaming up really great things. I have a keen understanding of what's out there in in the industry to say, hey, you know what? This is exactly what I don't know Chick Fil A did with their advertising thing. We could do something similar, whatever. You know what I mean? That's what I really enjoy is I like dreaming and, and making things feel very tangible you know showing like, like that's your
1: superpower pretty much, yeah. uh, just in that creative phase. I see you light up, you, your whole body yep. definitely yeah. um, shows the energy shifts so much lighter yep. with that and fun. yeah. but if you
2: see me in my own meetings in my own company, where <laughs> literally that's where the integrators are, one of the big things that I've done. It was a blessing. Is is that I found it like a I'm I'm like a dreamer, and then I I I hire integrators, basically the people that bring it to life. <laughs> you know what I mean?
1: Yeah, yeah. I,
2: I hate those meetings because those meetings have to deal with the problems and all that stuff like that. I'm the passion, and they're the problem solvers. And I I got to be honest, yeah. like you know, it's like it's one of those things where, you know, for every for every dream, there's there's just a there's a pile of bullshit that you have to go, go through. Excuse me, I'm am I, am I allowed to curse on your program. Hey, yeah.
1: it, it's all real right. Talk. We'll the, talk right now. It's a pile Carr, of guys. bull
2: crap that you got to do to get through it.
1: <laughs> yeah. I, okay, very nice. Well, uh, you know, we appreciate your authenticity and just telling it like it is. You know, I yeah, like man. that for, for my listeners as well. Um, so you know, what is it that um, w- would you say you do outside of the corporate stuff you do and, and, and your industry? Outside of all of that, what does Chris like to do for fun? What type of things are your hobbies just outside of work computers? Yeah. Well,
2: I've got a five-year-old and a three-year-old. And so like. Say no more. I know. (laughs) I know, man. I know. Like, I I can't even remember. Uh, There's shows I want to watch and I fall asleep like 10 minutes into them. (laughs) 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 It's terrible.
1: It's terrible. Yeah, man. That's special.
2: Yeah. Yeah. No, I enjoy enjoy my family. That's fun. I ride a bike, which is a lot of fun. Not a motorcycle, like a a road bike, which is a lot of fun. Um, and, um, you know, I chase around kids, feels so like semi-professional, pretty active the bike and the kids. You are not kidding, man. I started late. I'm 44 and they,
1: <laughs> all right. I hear you.
2: Yeah. It's tough. It's tough. I mean, I wouldn't change it, but man,
1: <laughs> very nice. Well, well, you seem like a, a great guy, a cool guy. Like I'm I nice, said, man. I mean, we're both from the East coast, you know, I'm in Jersey you're in you're in uh, Pennsylvania, not far away, Philly. Right. And, yep. um, so If you can think of one of uh, your clients' success stories, just share something about that with us.
2: Yeah, sure. Sure. Well, we're really big in in healthcare. Uh, We had a client in North Carolina uh, called Emerge Ortho. What's interesting about them is they have five independent orthopedics practices throughout the United States on five different websites. And what we did was we, uh, we unified that all into one website, into one cohesive marketing approach, and within one year, we had doubled their traffic and then just getting really explosive results. But what it was fun about that is, is that um, we were able to kind of marry everything that we've done for the last 20 years into one really cohesive program.
1: Mm-hmm. And it's
2: like, you, ever, you remember the A-team where he's like, I love it when a plan comes together. He's got the cigar and stuff like that. Like this was that one client where I love it when a plan comes together because it was the wild west before we started and now it is awesome.
1: Oh, wow. That must be very fulfilling for you, but yeah. also for your company and profitable as well. You know, yeah. I feel like if yeah, you can serve awesome. people and, and, and earn great profits along the way, then so be it. You know? Yeah, man. Okay. Very nice. Very nice. Um, what about with uh, just the, the pandemic um, going on now? What type of like changes did you have to do? Um, with something yep. you guys are doing as far as strategy wise, or something that may have been temporary or even permanent now.
2: Yeah, yeah, we were one of the companies that benefited from the from the pandemic, and I don't mean that in a, in a opportunistic way, but uh, a lot of companies that spent a large majority of their time having salespeople that had to, you know, basically shake hands and kiss babies or go to conventions or do those things. Mm-hmm. Like the snap of a finger, all of that was gone, and so reluctantly, yeah. they all went to digital. And we were in a good spot um, to to take on that extra work. You know, I think we've grown sixty percent in the COVID era, um, which has been great for us. Transparently, I'd give it all back if I could get this stupid thing to be over. I hate it. I, I'm a I'm a very like um, I don't know. I'm kind of a networker, and I, I like to shake hands, and I like to do all that stuff. Yeah. And I miss I miss the old normal for sure, but. You know i guess we'll get there one day
1: i agree with you man even speaking at events i mean i try not to do it on uh virtual too much because it's not the same i like to look people in the eye and you, you miss all of the, the 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 body gestures and facial yeah. gestures and all that stuff as well and um i like that you said you like live events i love live events too i'm always uh, traveling and networking go to many live events before And uh, one of the things that had to stop were masterminds. I love doing like these exotic masterminds in different locations all around the world where we get to like either meet celebrities or do really cool things that uh, money can't buy, but it's only because of those relationships that you have and connections with people that you're able to do certain things or have access to certain places that, you know, you can't pay for and things like that. Um, So that's the kind of things I love. But you mentioned like networking events and so forth. What, um, Uh, type of masterminds have, you you know, you've been to, if any, uh, have you, have you been to any of them or what type of coaches even, and mentors have you had and what type of a role has that played in you growing your business and life?
2: Yep. Well, I got two different examples of that. We are in um, something called the CEO Think Tank, um, which is one local in the Philadelphia area. And we do something called uh, Scaling Up by Vern Harnish. It's, It's an extension of the Rockefeller Habits. So that's been it's been impactful for the business for sure. Um, you know, uh, been able to go to a bunch of different VIP stuff with ClickFunnels, which is a software program, which is a lot of fun. Same thing with HubSpot. Um, so that's been pretty cool. Literally had Tony Robbins like a foot from me. That was a pretty cool experience. Called my buddy on stage. So that was was really cool. Um, I think um, those are kind of the fun. Kind of more extravagant ones. I think the grind ones is that I just kind of realized very early. No, no, I'm sorry. I, er, I realized very late that it's all about habits and like getting paying for coaching, <laughs> meaning paying for someone that is literally like a life coach. Yes. Might sound fluffy, but I'm telling you, it's just that accountability. I, I believe that so many of us have it in between our ears of what to do. But that doesn't mean that we have the determination or the accountability to get it done. And so if you have to pay someone to remind you to do what you need to do, it's worth its weight in gold.
1: I agree totally, man. I left corporate America over a decade ago uh, because my investments were working better for me. So I retired from, it, from my computer science uh, you know, consulting uh, wow. field. And um, when I did that, a few of my friends, they tried to do it as well. And then they quickly realized that if you think waking up and going to work is hard when you have a boss imagine without a boss to wake up and still do what you need to do. Cause you know, it's easy to say tomorrow and tomorrow becomes next week, next month. And there you go. Right. So it takes a lot of discipline I found. And, and, and they found out as well. A lot of them went back to work afterwards. They couldn't do it. (laughs) (laughs) Correct.
2: Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's whatever it takes. Like I haven't, I haven't checked my own email in, in 13 years. Now, I mean, I, I check it on weekends and stuff like that, but I've had an assistant, That checks my email. Now you might think, oh, that must be nice to have. But what I did was I kind of found in my life that like correspondence was really critical to do. And no matter how hard I try, I just could not stay on top of it. You know, like I can sit and dream in meetings, but I'm bad at some of the I'm bad at some of the small stuff. And you win and lose in this game with the small stuff. So I had to hire someone that monitors that schedules my calendar events, that does my email and stuff like that. And so the self-awareness at one point to say, you know what, that might not be something you can overcome. I mean, it was. I was fortunate enough to be able to afford one to do that, but it's made all the difference.
1: That's a very, very powerful point. Uh, one of the, the greatest concepts I learned from my mentors is delegation. And just to do that same thing, just to delegate you know kind of like the low level task that just you could be doing other things with your time like you said the creative stuff that you're yeah. that only you could do you can't really outsource versus something that you can outsource that other people can do so it was something i had to learn as well but that's great you really check your own email what about social media how are you with uh, checking that and posting yourself yeah
2: uh, social media i'm pretty good on my own individual accounts but i pay my company to run our corporate ones um, you know i am um, i think getting to comments and and and, and stuff like that is one of those daily habits you just got to kind of grind through. But all in all, uh, I, I like. It's weird. Like I really like Facebook as opposed to Instagram, LinkedIn, and and Twitter. But I have mm-hmm. to do those. Those are just kind of like you can't not do them. Of course. But like my mind goes to Facebook before almost anything else.
1: You got it. Yeah. yeah, most people I meet nowadays say it's either LinkedIn or Facebook. Still, most yeah. uh, you know entrepreneurs in the space I would say. So you yeah. mentioned that your clients should be have companies that are five million and up, um, yep. you know, doing sales for that amount. If someone is less than that, let's say they're mm-hmm. just doing a million dollars or just breaking the two million barrier or something like that, um, yep. what do you recommend for them? Is it to still go through another part of your company or do you recommend that the other companies that they um, that you can recommend for that something they should look for? What do you think for mm-hmm. those type of I mean,
2: it's, again, it's still going to come down to your goals. And if you're a $2 million company, but you know what, you have high net margin, you might be able to afford our services. You know what I mean? If you're a $2 million company and you're in the service-based industry and you're netting 15%, which is pretty standard in the service-based industry, we might not be a fit for you. But what I would recommend that you do very quickly, uh, really early on is um, to really focus on your messaging first. uh, And if you're trying to do it on your own, uh, this is the book that we recommend you do. It's called Building a Story Brand, Donald Miller. That's absolutely where you start. And then what you'd start to do is is you start to communicate consistently through your blog, through video, or whatever your medium of choice is. Mm. Uh, that's that's the key, all right. Because um, establishing yourself as a thought leader, I mean, um. You know uh, I can't think of his name Branson um from Virgin Airlines. he's yeah. doing the same thing that companies that make a hundred thousand dollar a year are doing
1: Sir Richard Branson, yes,
2: yep, yeah man, yeah, like you literally that's what you need to do he's 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 the template he's been doing it forever,
1: you know okay, understood huh. okay, that's a lot to uh to digest, and um you know if they're not doing that already it's just it's just for them having the budget to be able to. To afford that, and um, that's great. What you've been able to to just do with your company. Now you you started this company yourself, right? You're the founder. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. congratulations to you, man. I love uh, I love hearing these these great success stories and uh, so forth. So, how can um, clients that want to get more information or connect with you, see what yep. your company can do for them? How should they follow up with you or your company?
2: Yeah. So my name's Chris Carr, and my company's name is Faratech. So, from a social media perspective, if you do. Just type in Google and do Chris Carr FaroTech. Almost all my social media handles will come up that way. Um, and then the other one is, um, forgive me, uh, uh, you can reach out to me on my website, which is Christopher Carr at Ferratech.com.
1: And that's Carr, C-A-R-R. That's right. Yeah. So, yep.
2: So you can do C-Carr at or info at Ferratech.com. They both get checked in the same
1: inbox. Okay. Very nice. Well, yeah, That's once true. again, thanks for uh, coming on our podcast and uh, I hope that everyone will add you on uh, social media and hopefully you yeah, get some be great. Uh, business out of this as well. But I uh, love what you're doing in the space, you know, and uh, you're just a good guy that, you know, I-, I love to connect with more people that are doing great things in the world, coming from a place of service and uh, just really down to earth, uh, you know, people. So congratulations to you, what you've done once again. Thanks, man. I appreciate it. All right. Future of influence team, it's uh, Raj. They call me King Raj, signing
0: off. Until next time, take care. Thanks for listening to the Future of Influence podcast. If you're interested in sharing your story by being a guest on our show, please visit https colon slash slash kingrajsingh.com slash podcast slash apply to apply. And if you liked what you heard, please also visit and follow us on all social media please subscribe to our show on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you listen to your podcasts. Once again, they call me King Raj Singh. And thanks again for listening to the Future of Influence podcast. Tune in next time.